Good morning. Welcome to Bethany Lutheran here in Warren, Oregon. Today we have a text from the 24th chapter of Luke beginning at the 36th verse. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me and the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Most of you know that 10 days ago I had knee surgery. And many of you know from experience that the early post-op period is filled with pain. It is a misery that must be endured. The first few days are merely sought to survive and endure. The next few days, I tried to do some things on my own. Little things like opening the mail or washing my hair. My friend Barbie is staying at my home to care for me. She dispenses medications, cooks for me, refills my ice water, smooths out sheets, pats my head, provides nibble food, pushes me in therapy exercise, and prays over me. Some of these things are for, for survival, some are for comfort. The first day that I saw a light at the end of this miserable tunnel was the day I was able to cook some tapioca pudding. I stood at the stove for almost half an hour to cook some old-fashioned tapioca pudding. A container of the pre-made stuff from the ready-to-eat pudding aisle would not do. I wanted, I needed, old-fashioned, homemade tapioca pudding. You see, when I was sick as a child, my mother would cook tapioca for me. She would explain that it was rich in nourishing things like eggs and fresh whole milk, things my body needed to regain its strength and heal. Well, I did not care about all that. All I knew was that it tasted good. It felt good going down, warm, smooth, creamy, it comforted my body and my spirit. It meant I was starting on the road to recovery because I no longer was restricted to 7-Up. 
The next meal would be a perfect soft boiled egg and a piece of toasted homemade bread with honey. That was comfort food. And so last Monday, I made tapioca pudding. In the Midwest where I grew up, everyone understands what funeral food is. Whether it's the food served after a memorial service in the church basement or food brought to the home of the grieving family, funeral food is not overly healthy. It's pans of lasagna and tater tot casseroles, homemade macaroni and cheese, and salads that resemble dessert more than a health food, layer cakes, and plates of chocolate-covered gooey bars. No one brings green protein smoothies or bags of kale or tofu. They're good for us, but they're not comfort food. We humans hunger for comfort and security. And traditional comfort foods from our childhood fill our bellies and warm our hearts. So when we lack words to dispense comfort, we bring food. The pre- and post-resurrection stories are filled with comfort food. On the last night Jesus spent with his followers, he gave them bread and wine and what we call the words of institution to bring them and us comfort for all time to come. The verses preceding today's gospel text are the story of Jesus' encounter with two of his followers on the road to Emmaus. They were in great distress and despair over the events of Jesus' death. When Jesus broke bread with them, their eyes were opened and they recognized him. But when he spoke the words of the Bible to them, they found comfort, peace, and hope. In today's text, Jesus eats a piece of fish in his followers' presence to convince them that he is alive, as scripture predicted and not just a ghostly image. It relieves their fears and gives them reassurance and comfort. John, in his gospel, tells of Jesus appearing again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. Jesus cooked fish and baked some bread to share with them. This was when Jesus comforted Peter by giving him a chance to be redeemed from his earlier betrayal of his master. Jesus provides fuel for the body and fuel for the faith. True comfort food. Comfort in community is also important to us humans. It's been scientifically proven that babies will not thrive without the comfort of human contact, human touch. People lose their sanity in extended solitary confinement because they need the comfort of contact with others to thrive. Those who do survive these circumstances usually say it was by reliving comforting memories, times when they felt comfort and safety. Comfort is so necessary for us that Jesus told his followers to wait for the one called the Comforter, that is the Holy Spirit, to arrive before going out to the mission field. And that Comforter so emboldened those early followers that we today have the New Testament and the cloud of witnesses to comfort us because of them. We have faith because of those early meals with Jesus. And so today, we continue to gather around the food Christ provided, 
the bread and wine and words of institution shared in community to comfort our hungry spirits. It is a meal high with grace and mercy. We continue to read the Bible, a tome filled with words of comfort, hope, truth, encouragement, grace, forgiveness, and mercy to sustain our spiritual journey in this world. Former Calvin Theological Seminary President Neil Plantinga tells a story of something he experienced while talking to a man on death row in the huge penitentiary of Angola in Louisiana. Neil talked to an African-American man wearing wire-rimmed glasses, spectacles that gave this convicted murderer what Neil called a professorial error. Neil asked him how he passed his days there in prison, and in reply, the man picked up his NIV Bible from his nightstand by his bedside. I read this, our book, the man replied. You know, sometimes I realize that on any given day or across any given time, everything that happens or is said good in this world somehow comes from this, our book. The truth of the whole world and everything that happens in this world somehow is in here. And I get to have a copy of all of that right here in my cell. Isn't that something? I just know I'll never get to the bottom of it. Is that how you view the scriptures? Are they the truth of the whole world? Do they bring you joy? Is the Bible comfort food for your soul and your spirit? Or do you even see a need for the Bible in your daily life? Too often, even in the church, we have too little regard for the word of God. We may talk the talk, but not walk the walk. We speak the precious word of God, the holy scriptures, but we do not feel a need to read the word on a daily basis. Have you developed a hunger for the meat of the Bible? Or are you content with a few catchy slogans? Yes, Jesus is the reason for the season, but do you open up your Bible to show someone else what that means? Do you provide comfort food, real or spiritual, for others? How do you decide whom you will feed? Are you willing to feed anyone in need? even someone who may never cross the threshold of this building? Or do you choose who is worthy of receiving food from us? What will you feed them? Are you willing to feed their body and spirit? Have you fed yourself enough scripture to be able to share a spiritual meal with another still hungering? In verse 48, Jesus tells his followers, you are witnesses of these things. Not you will be witnesses. Not please be witnesses. Not consider yourself being witnesses if you have time. You are witnesses of these things. It's not a choice. You are witnesses. You're waiting for a personal miracle your silence, 
your looking the other way, your inaction also testify. Your words and deeds witness to how you see God. It doesn't matter how much you believe or what you believe, you are a witness. Do you wake up each day living in the resurrection? Or do you daily head back to the tomb looking for a corpse? Do you continue expecting failure and sorrow where you've been promised victory and joy? It's time to come to Christ's table. Come as you are. Come hungry. Come hopeful. Come helpless. Eat and live. Go and tell. You are the witnesses. Let us be faithful in our going and telling and inviting. There's room for all and plenty of comfort food to share. Amen.